listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. And we are coming up on the summer months and warm weather. And even in social distancing era, that means it's beach weather, which brings up the question of beach bodies, which is a kind of terrible thing to talk about with a lot of people, which means we're going to talk about it because <laughs> why not? That's what we do. <laughs> so, Brie, this one's yours. We're talking about stewardship of the body. And uh, where do you want to start? So, it is, like you said, it is swimsuit season. And um, given my experiences and sort of my beliefs and my involvement in the body positivity movement, this is about the time of year that causes me to reflect a little bit about, you know, I, I see Facebook post after Facebook post of women who they're trying to get less, lose that last three pounds or that last inch around their waist because they want to fit into this swimsuit for vacation and, you know, people criticizing others because their body is quote unquote, not ideal for a two piece bikini or, you know, so, so it's at this point of the year where I'm just kind of like a little bit anxious and my, my body positivity radar is like blinking and red flags. And so I figured that I am going to tell you why you need to stop doing that. I'm here to challenge the whole swimsuit season beach body whatever you may be struggling with in your life for a myriad of reasons um i will say at the start of this much of much of the opinion i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna be spitting facts here but most of of my of my worldview as it is uh pertaining to body positivity it comes from 30 years of of body dysmorphia, self-esteem issues. I am a recovering addict of exercise. I am a recovering I'm recovering from eating disorders. So like I don't I don't want to drag it down with that. But that's those things, those experiences have basically shaped who I am today and have shaped the need I feel like to communicate with people that your body is your body. And it's beautiful and deserves thankfulness to God for it. And so, especially now when we're thinking about, okay, am I going to look good in a bikini this summer? Now is as good a time as ever to talk about stuff like that. So the first thing that I want to talk about today is some of the issues that the society has with quote unquote normal bodies. Okay. I saw a, an industry report on Business Wire that said uh, last year, the weight loss and diet control industry, which is anything from like gym memberships to diet pills to diet foods to multi-level marketing schemes, bariatricians, et cetera. That's a $72 billion market in the United States right now. And so, yes, there are, there are things in that list that are helpful, that are beneficial, that are, are a part of healthy habits. But it leads me to question why someone would want to engage and, and buy some of those things and have some of those procedures done. It comes down to, are you trying to stay healthy? Or are you trying to look good? 
I mean, we see this, we see this every day. You have workouts that are, that have specific objectives to like, have a booty like such and so by Thursday or get washboard abs like this one celebrity in three easy weeks. As a personal trainer, I am triggered by those things. (laughs) When I worked in this industry in a past life, there were people that came to me saying, I want smaller arms. And I'm like, well, right. let's talk about that. Right. So <laughs> Can't just like do bicep curls and get smaller arms. It doesn't work. That's not how the body works. And so I do no. think, you know, I, I, we, blame, we blame these like ambiguous terms like society and the media. And, and when, I, when I talk about that, I think I, I'm talking about overall like our psyche and things that have been ingrained into us about – what is beautiful? What is aesthetically pleasing? Um, and we haven't done enough, I feel like, as a society to basically normalize normal bodies. You know, though, I got to say, this pandemic is doing good things for that because you're getting to see all these celebrities at home without their teams of makeup people um, in their hoodies. And it's really bringing them down to like real world terms. I mean, yeah, many of them are still very good looking people, but not the like completely barely human levels of good lookingness when they're coming at, you know, coming at you through a Zoom camera that they're, you know, a significant other has put on a tripod right in front of them. So it's been really, really great to sort of see people looking at celebrities looking like normal people. I like right. that. <laughs> and embracing it. I think yeah. that that's very refreshing. Like, and, and I do think even prior to COVID-19, we have sort of seen this shift away from like the airbrushed supermodel looks in your magazines and you're seeing normal bodies modeling. You're seeing people and it might even be, um, normalizing like having models in wheelchairs like things that really disrupt your digestion of visual visual imagery serving in these very like traditional model roles we see that starting to happen and i think that that's very refreshing because i i think when you when you look at sort of the airbrushed supermodel when you're looking at it from that perspective i think that that is playing a significant role in sort of this 70, $72 billion diet control weight loss industry. So I think we are, as a society, we're starting to to shift the paradigm of, of saying, okay, if we're going to market to people, let's not market them in, you know, with visuals of people with bodies we can't even expect to attain uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So I guess my admonition to to all of you out there, and this is easier said than done. We'll talk a little bit more about this, but <laughs> embrace the body that you've been given. If you have cottage cheese thighs, you got stretch marks, you got skin discolorations, you got scars, you got rolls, you got whatever and i mean that, that is characteristic of of larger people like people on the smaller end of the spectrum too have their own sort of we look at these different characteristics and we're like ew don't do it it's a normal body it's beautiful and it's good 
Yeah, we, that is I a mean, hard thing. We say that Lutheran looks a lot of different ways. You can ex- extend that to beauty too. Yeah. Beauty yeah, looks a lot of different ways, and we have a lot easier time accepting this when it comes to um, matters of like height than weight. You mm-hmm. know, if someone is short and the standard of beauty is tall, we accept that because. You know, we say, well, you can be beautiful short, no problem there. But when it comes to skinny versus heavy, you know, that that is, we don't accept that. And we should because beauty is beautiful. (laughs) Right. And it's, it's biblical. You know, we are, all of us, all created beings are good because God made them. And we are beautiful because we are God's creation. He said that we are the we are the peak of that creation. And so you read in Psalm 139, for you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. So that said, regardless of whatever physical flaws you feel like you have, you are still a creation of God made in his image and you are beautiful. So keep that in mind if you are ever feeling self-conscious about how you look in a certain pair of jeans or a bathing suit period because there, there is more to you than how you look in certain things. Don't let that sort of take away from living your life. I think that's something that the Christian community has a, it has a unique perspective on all of this because of those of how, of what we find in scripture about, uh, about us being fearfully and wonderfully made and about being, God's creation, God's people, that is such a different spin on body positivity than the world will give you and that culture will give you because it isn't just about physical appearance for the sake of physical appearance. It is a body given to you by a, by a loving God. And, mm-hmm. and we'll get to this later, but that's why, that's why we take care of these bodies. Sure, yeah. absolutely. And so many of the things that we think are wrong with us actually are part of our story that we can understand that we bear the marks of our life and our body, just as, you know, Jesus bears the marks of his crucifixion in his body. And you might look at him and say, well, there's something wrong with you. You have holes. And yet this is the best news in the world for us. And we are so thankful that he has those imperfections that are perfect um, mm-hmm. Me, I have a giant scar down my left ankle from where I broke it and had to have two surgeries. I have, a, you will never see me in a bikini. I'm sorry, because I've had four children and <laughs> there is a monster that lives under my belly button now. <laughs> <laughs> but I would not trade either my scar or my flab that will not ever go away. Let's be honest, short of surgery. I would not trade those things for anything because they're part of my story. They're who I am. Um, And I'm so, I'm grateful for them, even though you won't always find me 
being as grateful for them as I am right in this moment. But when, <laughs> when we look at our imperfections, so often they come out of these moments of pain, of delight, of growth, of whatever, and they're valuable parts of who we are. And let's not, let's not wish them away. Right. I'm Sarah, I'm glad that you said, you talk about sort of the marriage of body positivity and faith, because I kind of, in my involvement with this, and, you know, I follow, I follow women online who are, who are big influencers in the body positivity community. And a lot of what the body positive community is related to is like bodily autonomy and don't judge me for what I look like. But then it also is extended to like, I'm going to eat whatever I want and I'm Mm going to not work out because it's my body, my choice kind of when you, when you are, when you follow this movement, but you also believe in the faithfulness and goodness of a God who has redeemed us, it has to be a much more mindful balance because yes, we are beautiful. We've all been, we've all been created by God and everything that he makes is good. If you did, if you did have the mommy flub, I don't, I just have regular flub. I don't have mommy flub. It's just like (laughs) burrito flub. And I decide to wear a two piece bikini that's fine. I'm going to look great in it. However, it doesn't take me off the hook from being a good physical steward of the gifts that God has given me. Mm-hmm. And so we should thank God for the bodies that he gives us. He gives us abilities to do things with these bodies. Uh, Rachel, you said it yourself. You bore four children with that body for crying out loud. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> We we run marathons and f- walk 5Ks in chicken suits. You know, we <laughs> climb rocks and perform all and break all these world records. Um, and even if we don't do sort of these high level, like super notorious things, like we're still like loving family members. We're still faithful wives. We're still successful business people. We're still super thoughtful and funny and intelligent and all of that comes from God. So why wouldn't we take care of what we've been given? So I think you're right that we are we are faithful wives, we are good businesswomen. But again, with all of those things, the danger and I think this is what trips us up in culture and society is that's not where our worth is. And that's, um, that's sort of like we had the, you know, we had Heather, Heather on earlier at the beginning of this year, that our worth is not coming from these characteristics of ourselves. Um, Our worth is coming from outside of ourselves. Um, And so yes, we're beautiful, but not as the world judges beauty. And so people do, they, there is this desire to be thought beautiful, but it's this. It's not so much that it, you don't want to be beautiful. You want other people to think you're beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really what you want. Yes. Whether you are or not, you're like, oh, I can declare myself beautiful. But really, what you want in in what we want in in general is you want you want the other people to to say that. You want to know that they that they think that because that feels good. And so when we're looking for that. When we look for it from the other people for that, you know, 
affirmation, that that's where we stumble. Um, and so we we know as as Christians that that our worth and value is is coming from outside of ourselves. And so then we're then we're free. We don't we don't need mm-hmm. our body to be the thing that gets us that affirmation from other people because we've already been declared we've already been declared perfect and righteous in in God. We don't we don't have to earn it, which is what I think so many people get stuck feeling like they're just they keep trying and trying to earn that earn that favor and earn that appreciation because it it builds up the gaping hole uh, <laughs> that that we have. Yeah, and the I think women are uniquely um challenged by this because I think much more so than men we may be loving mothers, faithful wives, successful businesswomen, but if we don't think we're beautiful, mm. we struggle with our worth. And I don't I don't know if we need to blame society for this or what, but it, it is what it is. If we don't think we're pretty, there's always this nagging thing that says, oh, I wish, you know, uh, I've got all these other things perfectly lined up. I'm so grateful. Man, I just wish I were more beautiful. And But Aaron's completely right that we need to move away from this as a sense, uh, as a marker of worth and look to God to say, where does my worth come from? It comes from you. How do I know it? Because you died for me. And that if Jesus has died for you, then you are part of his bride. And scripture has only beautiful things to say about the bride of Christ. (laughs) That he has made us beautiful. Our beauty comes from him. And if we're looking for it anywhere else, there's a bit of, I don't know, maybe even idolatry there. And so that that can be very liberating, I hope, mm-hmm. to say that my beauty is a gift, mm-hmm. um, yes. not, I mean, not something I earn, not something I'm responsible for, but something I receive. We confess that in the first article of the creed, the whole <laughs> right. explanation of the first article. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have been given these things, therefore we so serve by God. Yeah. So the bride of Christ gets to wear the two-piece bathing suit. Heck yeah! <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad that you brought that up because what we're what we're talking about at this point right now, in terms of like stewarding that body, it's not it's not to earn the beauty because we've already received it. We've already gotten right. it. We're basically taking care of what God has given to us where we're, mm-hmm. he has entrusted in us a body to do things. And so there are ways, some are better than others. If you want to get into qualitative terms. Um, <laughs> of that. And so it, 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 it is a balance like, and it, it, it's obviously practicing good nutrition, practicing exercise. It's, getting annual physicals and well women's exams and going to the dentist. It's practicing good hygiene, getting a good amount of rest every night. So yeah, it's all, it is all of those sort of like boring regimented things that we have to do. However, we can still do things also like 
enjoy things like pizza and cake and thank God for delicious foods and jello and stuff. <laughs> accepting, accepting that those things are gifts from God as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this really hit home for me in the last uh, three or four years. I mean, I've been on that struggle bus of of not ever feeling like I was skinny enough. Uh, I worked in the fitness industry for a long time. I think a little part of me wanted to be in the fitness industry because then I would feel like I actually fit in with the fit people, quote unquote, that I wanted. I wanted to be one of those people, though. So I chose a career that that put me in that group of people. And yet I still didn't feel like I fit in. And a couple of years ago, I lost a whole bunch of weight because I was sick. I had a chronic illness that I finally had diagnosed. And I lost, I mean, I was down like two dress sizes and I, I, I looked great. I mean, people were like, you've lost so much weight. You look awesome. You know, you're skinny. And I'm like, yeah, but I feel terrible. I'm I'm so <laughs> so, right. So in the last, from that point in the last two years, I have gained almost all that weight back. And that has been a hard struggle to go through because when I looked fit according to culture and what the world will tell you, I felt horrible. I, my body was not well. And now that I, I'm not skinny like that anymore, but my doctor just told me this is the healthiest that I've been since I've been going to see him for the last three years. And so there's that disconnect of, I don't look the way that I think I want to, and yet I'm healthier, healthier, you know, and I'm I'm eating better. I'm not killing my body with all of that overexercise that I was doing, which is probably partially what caused a chronic illness. You know, I'm exercising in a better way because I don't call it a, I, it's not a workout anymore. I don't have to I don't have to work out. I get to exercise my body. And it's a totally different mm-hmm. mindset of having to do things and getting to do things to take care of your body and to be in a healthier space because of the body that we've been given. It's it's a complete mind switch, but I have been struggling with this exact thing over the last few years. It's a it's a really hard journey to take. It really is. And I'm I'm glad that you brought that up about exercise too. There are there are two things that have really come to sort of reframe the way that I think about stewardship of the body. And it is so concept number 1 is Food is not a punishment and it's not a reward. Mm-hmm. Some foods aren't good and some foods aren't. It's not that some are good and some are bad. Food is fuel. The foods that you choose should be able to give you the life that you want to live. In a similar vein, exercise is not a punishment. It's not. I mean, yeah, it hurts. It sucks. I hate doing it. But. I also get to rejoice in that because it's a celebration that I can put one foot in front of the other and crank out a mile in 20 minutes. But like, that that's what it is. It's a celebration. And we get the privilege of doing these things. And it's that celebration by which we should be living our lives. Not to lose a bunch of weight before swimsuit season or, you know lose three inches off of your waist size. We do it because it's, we know that it's good for us. And we know that that is a way to positively physically steward the gifts that God has given us. I think it's worth remembering that every time Jesus had a meal, 
he gave thanks. And we still give thanks. And why? Because food is a gift. Food mm-hmm. is a good thing to sustain our life. The, there's life in food for us. Um, it's also worth remembering that every time Jesus encountered someone who couldn't move their bodies, he fixed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rise, get up and walk. Which is an amazing reminder that he gave us the ability to move our bodies. When I tell my kids to get up, get out and exercise, I don't usually say go work out. I say go move your bodies mm-hmm. because this is a really great gift that you are born into a body and that the movement of it can be such joy and so full of vitality. Uh, as soon as we're done here, I'm going running, which is something <laughs> that I love to do and has been really essential to my mental wellness and because the body and the mind, the soul, they're all, they're not separate. Yeah. They all live here together in this hot mess that I call Rachel. And so I've (laughs) recognized that good nutrition and exercise help with those other parts of my body as, you know, of my life as well, that they help me to be a a calmer, nicer (laughs) human being by leaving all that stress out there on the, on the pavement and coming back a little lighter. Good nutrition and exercise doesn't have to look the same for every person either. There are so many different ways to do either of those things. I mean, good nutrition isn't, isn't a box. I mean, there are, there are certain things that you, you know, your ratios of whatever, your, your macronutrients, but that doesn't have to be the same for every person. And exercise, moving your body, there are so many different ways to do that. If you hate running, don't run. I love biking. Not everyone loves biking. I mean, do not love biking. Right. So, <laughs> don't I do mean, it. It, it, don't do it. It's fine. But find find things that bring you joy so that it doesn't feel like you have to do it. This is a celebration of these bodies that we've been given. And this is not easy. Like, we're no. sitting here just talking off the cuff. Like, but this has been, this right here where I'm sitting has been. 34 years in the making mm-hmm. and yep, it, has, same. <laughs> it has come after years and years and years of toil and struggle and mental anguish and losing and gaining and losing and gaining. So it's not, and even now I struggle with it. Sometimes I'll catch myself in the mirror and I'll see like, oh, I thought that chin was gone. And it like I just I just catch myself in the chin or I like or I'll see myself in an unflattering photo and I'm like gosh darn it. But the fact of the matter is I'm still this body is still something that God has given to me and it is a beautiful thing. So here are some of my tips and guys feel free to jump in with your own because it's not easy and I have I've been so ingrained in this culture that I don't even know if I'm changing minds anymore or if I'm just preaching to the choir, but I'm hoping that, you know, this podcast falls on ears that haven't heard stuff like this before. And it changes your, it starts to reframe how you think about your body and how you, how you treat it. I often still find myself giving into society's expectations of what I'm supposed to look like. I am 5'3", I'm 230 pounds. By society's standards, I am not a beautiful person. I'm not a healthy person. 
But we have to remember, kind of like what Sarah said, healthy looks a bunch of different ways. And so you need to do what you can to be fit, to be active, to eat right. And so it can be difficult to make physical stewardship a priority. Sometimes rigidity of physical stewardship can lead to eating disorders or obsessive compulsions or, you know, things like that. Sometimes it's hard to just step into a regimen. Like I have days where it is, it is a small victory to like get out of bed. Like everyone has days like that. I want to be honest with you. It's four o'clock. I haven't showered yet. I haven't brushed my teeth yet. I'm going to, but like sometimes we have days like that. And that's why we have grace. There are things in our lives that God gives us in addition to these great bodies that he's given us. Um, he's given us tools and relationships to enable physical stewardship. He gives us friends and family. He gives us podcast groups. He gives us spouses. He gives us the, he empowers us to pray he gives us people like dietitians and coaches and just educators, people in the field who, who, you know, care for us and want us to live good, healthy lives. I think one part of that in my advocacy group that I'm in, we, we you know, try to get other women on bikes and whatever. But there's a, a phrase that we use, empowered women, empower women, right. which, you know, you can go on a, on a feminist bent with that if you want to. But... The point of that is that we as sisters of the body of Christ, we can lift each other up. We can encourage each other. We can tell each other that, you know, you're you are a great mom. You are you look wonderful today. You know, I love that dress on you because it it makes you look great. You you did a great job with whatever you did. We can do that with each other. Right. <laughs> we have those relationships. We can build each other up with us. And yeah, we need absolutely. that. Going personal here, I struggled for several years. With and I'm not even going to say my say my weight. I'm going to say my my health and fitness level. And this is going to sound so well Lutheran, but maybe not in a good way. <laughs> because I felt that it was selfish to take time mm. to exercise. I felt that it was selfish to buy the healthy foods that I liked. That I needed to spend you know, that that I would spend all of my hours on caring for my family, on doing my job well. I would cook food that other people liked, you know, which in my house is macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. And that if there were a few dregs left over at the end of the day, maybe once a week I could go for a run. And it led me to a, a bad place and a place where I wasn't able to serve as well. <laughs> ironically. And so part of my own journey has been able to recognize and receive opportunities to move my body and eat good food and to accept those gifts and not turn them back and say, oh, no, no, it's okay. I'm fine. What do you need? <laughs> that, you know, as, as Lutheran Christians, we understand that it's good to receive the gifts and you don't have to always be earning. And so as I've gotten into this different mindset, it has been life-changing for myself. I'm setting a better example for my children now and it's just been good all around. So it's not 
selfish to take time to exercise. Yes, you can go overboard. Mm-hmm. It's not selfish to say, okay, you guys like the macaroni? That's great. I made myself a salad. That's what I'm going to eat. That that's okay. All right. Hopefully, I'm, I'm getting off my, my soapbox now. Back no, to you, Brie. <laughs> you made a really, really, really good point, though, about being good examples, especially especially women who have people who look up to them, whether that's being a mom or a teacher or whatever, being that role model of modeling what it actually means to have good stewardship of the body is huge for young girls because there's so much of that billion dollar culture being Mm -hmm. thrown at them all the time, especially on social media because young kids are on social media. It's, it's It's what all of us do having that thrown in your face all the time is so, so hard. So having good role models of women who can speak the gospel and speak about stewardship of the body in this way that is countercultural is so critically important. Absolutely. So a couple of other things, as you sort of work on taking on this new mindset in how you physically steward your body, things that I would stress Don't measure success in the ways that you would traditionally measure success. Don't weigh yourself every day. Don't measure your value by your pant size. Those are not measures of your worth in Christ. They can be markers of how your body's changing, but certainly don't hang your hat on those things. One of the things that I like to do in this, in, in sort of this worldview is, is to add instead of subtract. So like, From a diet perspective, I'm not going to cut chocolate cake out of my diet. I'm sorry. It's not happening. It's delicious. (laughs) But I'm going to make sure that I have one piece of produce at every meal or three to five servings a day, like to balance it out. Um, Because I know that there are vitamins and minerals and nutrition in broccoli that I'm not going to get when I'm eating the chocolate cake. And so it's, it's finding that balance. It's living in both realms and it's all good because it all comes from God. Acknowledge the journey. You know, we're, we're, we all have different levels of health and different requirements for good physical stewardship. And just, you know, you may backslide, but every day is a new day. And, you know, celebrate small victories and celebrate the victories of the people around you. I'm certainly rooting for anybody who is sort of trying to reframe how they think about their bodies. And so I'm happy to talk to anybody about that that might need help or guidance or have questions about it. One of the things uh, when I was on this journey of losing a bunch of weight because I was sick and then gaining it back because I was healthy was giving myself a space to go to secondhand store and to find clothes that I loved that fit without looking at sizes, just picking stuff that I loved that I felt confident in. Because when you when you think you feel confident or when you think you look good in something, it totally changes your mindset. But not caring about the size or not caring about, you know, what other people might think about it. Um, finding Finding things that build your own confidence too. Thrift store is a great place to do that, by the way, because uh, half the stuff there is shrunk down, so you can't really trust the size labels anyway. (laughs) I would be curious to hear from Erin, actually, because you do a fantastic job of looking good in your clothes. 
things. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I was going to say that another another approach to to this and what I certainly found from my own experience is that making my own clothes, it shifted my perspective on on my body because it became less of a it was no longer an issue of my thighs are too big for those jeans. It's those jeans aren't the right thing for my body. It's not that my body is wrong. Those jeans are wrong. And like, so when you sew, it's the problem. The problem is not your body. The problem is, is the clothes. And when you sew, you, you just, you make it so that it, it works to to begin with. But I I don't sew everything. I still, I sew a lot of what I, what I make, but it also has changed then my perspective when I go, when I go shopping, because it's no longer, I don't, I no longer have the opinion that it is somehow my, my body that is wrong here. It's that, oh, this, this brand is not, no, they, they are not made for me. <laughs> and that, mm-hmm. that it, it shifts it from being that I'm the problem to that. That's just, no, that's just not, that's not going to work for me. No. Oh my well. goodness. <laughs> Thank you. You just changed my life, Erin. Yeah. Next time I try on a dress and it doesn't fit, it's not my fault. It's the no. dresser's fault. It absolutely is. But I think oh. that's a shared experience among, I think, probably every woman. I've had this conversation with so many people that jean shopping is so stinking hard because so many of us are two different sizes just exactly. because of the way we're built. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so frustrating to not find stuff that fits and then thinking, oh, well, that means that m- there's something wrong with me because none of these clothes fit. Right. But that's that that's just the industry telling you what you should be and it doesn't right. work that way. Right. Absolutely right. <laughs> exactly. So in closing, give the dang beach whatever body you got going on right now. if you don't want to wear a two-piece that's fine do what you're i don't i'm not gonna i'm I'm not here to shame anybody into wearing a two-piece swimsuit if they don't want to when tankini Um, started being a thing like when i was i don't know 16 that was life-changing yep also swim dresses swim dresses are great dresses (laughs) now they have rash guards man where were those when i was 16 i would have loved it so we're you know you are all beautiful every the people I'm speaking to right now and the people, if you're listening to this right now, you are beautiful. The physical flaws that, that you might think that you have, or that you do have, or that society thinks that you have, they do not rob you of your, of your value. And they don't nullify the goodness of God's creation because you are a good creation of God, like the peak of his creation. We see this in the Bible too. take care of yourself. Uh, We all have different requirements for what this means, but just remember that by eating foods that are healthy and being active in a way that fits your lifestyle, you're taking care of the gifts that God has given you. And wherever you're at in, in sort of your journey of being a good physical steward, um, you're not alone. I look much different than Sarah, but even after this hour, like I can tell that we have a bunch of shared experiences that have shaped who we are. And neither of us is alone in this. Absolutely. Um, and whatever the case may be, God surrounds us with each other and fellow humans and uplifts you always in prayer. And we can pray for each other and just love the God, love the gift that God has given us in our bodies. 
I just want to say, because you told us and you need to hear it too, Brienne, you are beautiful. I have Yay. thought it for a long time and I still think it. And I'm so glad that you're in my life. And I want to thank you for just giving us an opportunity to get it all out there. I don't think I've ever told anybody how I feel about my postpartum waste issues. Um, so, but thank you. This is a good thing for us to talk and think about. And from a theological perspective, our value is in him. And it's good to talk about it. So if you haven't had the conversation with somebody, have the conversation with a friend. It does make it, it, it alleviates the, I don't know, there's like a, a, a pressure and a burden when you don't talk about this with somebody else. And when you actually do talk about it and realize, and you will find it that they actually <laughs> struggle with the same things, it makes it easier and you can then encourage somebody and they can encourage you. So if this isn't something that you've already talked about with somebody else, take a chance and like choose wisely, but take a chance and, <laughs> and have the conversation and, and talk about what you struggle with or say, hey, listen to this podcast and then let's talk. You know, use, use that as an excuse. Uh, so talk, talk about it with someone because it, it, it is easier and less, less oppressive when, when you actually are open about it. Uh, and, and you'll be an encouragement to somebody else as well. Absolutely. This is such a such a, a great conversation to have with our friends. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this, uh, ladies in, in Lutheran Ladies Lounge land. Join our discussion in our Facebook group, the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your opinions, uh, your own journey through all of this as well, or, or your stepping off point that you're going to start thinking differently about your physical appearance and, and stewardship of your body. Listen to our podcasts at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or find us on your podcasting app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm beautiful. And I'm agreeing. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs>